What's up? It's Howie Spangler. This is Tales from the Green Room, episode 101. Uh, thanks to everybody who listened to episode 100 with Nick Hexum. It was truly an honor to, to talk to him and get all those rad stories. And I've been getting a lot of DMs uh, from people, a lot of 311 fans that um, were, you know, in the same boat as me, just kind of like really into the stories that he told and was very kind of surprised how open he was. And just a great conversation. So, um, I'm glad everybody's getting to check that out. I feel like we got some really good stuff. Uh, so now, onward, we are in the 100s. Um, I'm in my hotel room. I'm in Tempe, Arizona right now. Tempe, Tempe, Arizona. You can't say it wrong. Um, they'll correct you. And uh, so I'm sitting here uh, doing this intro for the podcast. Um, today I've got Moy from Tomorrow's Bad Seeds. Uh, it's a band that we played with years ago, back in probably 06, 07, and uh, did Warp Tour together and um, done a bunch of shows together in the past. And uh, we hadn't talked in a while, and their management contacted me and um, asked if I'd be down to have them on the show. So I, I thought it'd be great. So um, we got into a bunch of old stories and, uh, you know, being an artist in 2020 and sort of, um, you know, just the life, the business of music, you know. Um, but first, a uh, quick recap. One Love Cali Fest was insane. It was super epic. They put us on the main stage this year. Um, very grateful for that. It was our third year in a row. And the uh, the crowd was amazing. Uh, we had everybody waving their arms and singing along. And it was just... Uh, it was just very powerful for me, you know, to look out and see that, all that love, you know. Um, and uh, not to mention just the biggest, like, homie fest. Um, like, just backstage running into everyone we've ever played with and you know, people that I've wanted to meet for a long time. I got to kick it with uh, Miguel Happold of, uh, you know, Sublime, or he's their old producer, and he was like the fixer, you know, for whenever Sublime, you know, got crazy and um, was about to ruin everything because they were party animals, uh, Miguel would come in and, and fix everything, you know. That's kind of what I got from those old stories. Um, but, uh, yeah, I uh, kicked it with uh, the Soja guys and uh, Pepper and Pacifier common kings i mean you name it uh you know it was just a just a really fun time and it was great catching up with people and um i met jim knoll who's uh brad knoll's father brad knoll of sublime got to tell him you know that his son's music got me through a lot when i was a kid and um my mom died the same year that brad died and uh it was a rough year for me so sublime's music was you know they were one of those bands that just got me through so um i got to tell them that and it was it was very very awesome moment for me so um yeah thanks to everybody that came to the stage and watched us it was just a just a great time I, i'm getting dms and seeing stories and stuff just people saying how great our set was and um it's just uh it's just amazing so we're jumping back on tour with iration tonight um it is uh, at the Rialto in Tucson. Then we're going to make our way back east, uh, San Antonio, Tulsa, Lawrence, uh, Saugat, Illinois. Saugat? Sauget? 
Salje Saugit, anybody? Uh, Bueller, uh, Louisville, Kentucky, Nashville, Columbus, Cleveland, Indianapolis, McKees Rocks, which is Pittsburgh, uh, Lombard, Illinois. Actually, Irish is not playing the Lombard show. It's just us and Iatera. Um, so come out for that. The Brower House, February 26th. Uh, Grand Rapids, Minneapolis, Mil Milwaukee, Des Moines. And yeah, Des Moines is the last show of the tour with Iration. Um, so looking forward to getting back with those guys. We did Bakersfield last week, um, the first night of the tour, and just had a great time. So I'm, I'm really uh, stoked to see a lot of familiar faces and a lot of new people to get into the band. So um, grab tickets at ballyhorocks.com. Uh, I'm going to do some more YouTube stuff uh, and some more podcast stuff. I brought on my gear with me, so hoping to do some more uh, Song of the Day stuff and uh, maybe some vlogs, who knows, but go to, go to my YouTube channel, Howie Spangler, check that out, hit me up on Instagram, hit me up at a DM, let me know how you're doing, let's talk about life. Alright, let's start the show, this is episode 101, Tales from the Green Room, featuring Moy Juarez of Tomorrow's Bad Seeds. Here we go. Moy, what's going on, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good, Howie. It's a pleasure to have you on uh, on the line with me, bud. Yeah, man. I'm uh, uh I guess uh, your your management hit me up about this, and I was like, yeah, man. I haven't talked to those guys in a long time, so. Yeah, exactly, dude. I'm stoked. What's new with you, bud? Oh man, you know everything. Just working. Everything. You're killing it. I know, man. I love it. I love the entrepreneurship. It's good to be busy. Yeah, I love the entrepreneurship. But my my boy Hector, that's helping managers right now, he was showing me a lot of your videos. Of the DIY stuff, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. It's you know nobody's gonna nobody's gonna do it for you. You got to do it yourself, you know. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. You know, I just picked up all the hats. I'm I'm going super in on this next year's orders for merch and everything, maxing out all the cards. You know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right on. Been there. You know all about it, right? I know all about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. But uh, yeah, everything's good, man. I'm about to go on tour on the 16th with Summer Vision. Uh, uh, this band's from Guam called. I think. Do you know them? The, oh yeah, you met you met Frankie and those guys. The John Dexter. You just got off tour with them, right? I did. Yeah, I was just looking at your tour dates. I saw that. Um, yeah, those guys are great. Yeah, those man. guys are awesome, dude. Those yeah. guys are rad. They love like all our style of music, which is like your style of music too. You know? They are really big fans, and they were. It was funny. They were like, uh, they were totally fangirling when um, when Ted from Past Fire was around for a couple days. Um, yeah. It was it was funny to watch, but uh, yeah, they were cool, man. Like they were. They were definitely picking my brain a little bit, and um, super talented. Yeah, too. very talented. Sound they sound great. Um, the the harmonies are just killer, and those yeah, guys are gonna, on point. As soon as they start getting you know hitting the road more, you know this year it's gonna yeah they're gonna, that's they're gonna come up. Like if they want to do it, they gotta they gotta move out to the states. Yeah, yeah. They they um they uh, said it's pretty expensive to uh, get out here and like you know make the flight and all that stuff. But we're actually going to Guam with them. Oh, nice. Yeah, we're going to Guam. We we took off on the 19th to Hawaii. Played a couple shows in Hawaii, then we played a couple shows in Guam. And I was able to swing Japan, bro. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked right now. I'm on the. I'm every, these guys in Japan don't. They work like at more later at night when they talk to me, so they don't talk to me till like three in the morning, dude. <laughs> so I gotta be ready to talk to them every night at three in the morning. Yeah, how many how many shows? Three shows: Osaka. Uh, Nagoya and I think Tokyo. Man, that's great. You gonna spend any time, or are you gonna get in and out? Oh uh, yeah, no, we're doing three weeks, man. We're doing. I got. I was able to get like a 
um, five. We're pretty much doing because you know how it is, man. We can't do like Monday, Tuesday shows, really, you know. Yeah. So these are all weekend shows. So we're flying in on a Wednesday to Hawaii and then playing hopefully Thursday. But I got Friday and Saturday for sure booked, maybe Sunday, and then we'll chill for a day or two and then leave on on Tuesday. And then it takes a day. When you leave on Tuesday, you land on Wednesday in Guam, they say. Wow. So then we'll land on Wednesday in Guam, hang out for a couple of days. We were supposed to have three shows in Guam, but maybe, maybe something might have happened mm-hmm. with one of them. So we might only have two. But um, we'll be there till the third, and we only have two shows. So we're going to have like four days off and two days on type of thing. That's great, man. Three, three days on to, two, to, to four days on, you know? Yeah. Then when you take a trip like that, you got to have a, a few days to be able to check it out. And, you know? and, 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 you know, just, and my point, my, my opinion is not beneficial. I mean, you could try to do the shows on Mondays and Tuesdays, but it's not going to be as, you know, popping, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I obviously want to maximize your time and, and be smart about it for sure. Yeah. Yeah, especially when you're going that far and you're, it's probably, uh, you know, travel expenses are probably pretty crazy for that as well, so. Exactly. Exactly. So let's let's go back. Let's go way back. I remember playing with you guys the first time. You did an acoustic set. Uh, it was uh, you and Sean back in the day, and we we played at the Malibu Inn together. Oh man, you know what's crazy? How is my my memory so shot? And when people start talking about old school stuff, it really just brings it back. Um, yeah, man, I, I remember that now. I was, uh, yeah, that was like the first time we ever met. Yeah, it was, uh, it was cool, man. Cause I, I heard of you guys and, um, and we were out, I don't know if it was 06 or 07, but, um, it was one of our first times in California. Um, it might've been late 06 and, uh, yeah, you guys got up there and, um, did I think, who do, who do we play with? Was it us? It was, it was dirty heads or who was it? No, I think it was like, was it Can't Hang? Oh my God, it was Can't Hang, huh? And Katie, she booked that back then. That's right. Oh my God, man. I love Katie. Yeah, those. It's weird to think about the, the, that time, right? It's like, it's everything seems so, so simple. <laughs> looking yeah, back. Yeah, right. It wasn't a. Yeah, I don't even know how to say it. it wasn't as saturated as it is now, too. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was hard. Absolutely, it was. Uh, it was harder than it is now, I guess, but um, it was sort of like the Wild West of that of this genre, you know, the dawn of the era, maybe. Because um, for what when I look at it, I look at it as like uh, all all this stuff came from Sublime, you know. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And uh, I mean, that's that's. I was just talking about that on. The, I did a podcast for a weed, a weed podcast last night, and I talked the same thing. Like, you can't forget that that's literally the Godfather of our stuff, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's like, and you know, uh, some people could argue that you know, Sublime and Brad Knoll they weren't the first to do this type of music, but but when I whenever I hear that, it's like, well, yeah, at the same time, it's it's really what ignited it, you know, it, like that the Scott. It's like Bob Marley. Same yeah, thing, yeah. You know, like he wasn't the first to do it for sure, but he ignited a lot of it. You know. Yeah, it was like the spark, you know, and. Uh, people got motivated so 10 years after brad is gone you've got these bands starting you know reggae punk bands in their garage basement whatever and and you know, we, you know, you know what i call it i call it punk rasta punk rasta yeah that's cool yeah we're, we're we're punk rastas bro that's what we are right on in my opinion that's what i like to call the genre punk rasta genre yeah well that well that's what's great about it is that there's a lot of flavors 
there's many many flavors yeah. you know and and uh not every band is the same there's always something different going on you know and the bands that are doing something cool and different and doing it well are the ones that are very um the, the sticking out you know yeah yeah for sure sure for sure i mean like maybe you're just talking about pacifier i mean to me they're one of the most underrated bands in the whole scene yeah they're so freaking talented it's so good yeah 100 percent. they really really are i mean so are you guys dude. Man. you got great vocals great songwriting and you own that stage oh thanks man yeah we try to try to throw a party you know <laughs> yeah i know what's up dude i miss playing with you guys are you cleaning right now? Um, I'm doing a couple of things right now. <laughs> is, is, is it too loud for you? It's actually kind of loud. Yeah, it's like... <clears throat> okay, okay. Sorry. Sorry about that. No worries. Not bad. It's all good. I was uh, putting some food away. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. I, I understand dad life, man. I know I know how it goes. <laughs> I love it, though. It's the best, isn't it? I mean, how old are your kids? Are they like nine and ten? Probably. Nine and five. Okay, yeah. Nine and five. Okay. Yeah, mine. I have a four-year-old and a and a one-year-old and a nine-year-old stepdaughter. Wow. So we're like in the same boat, but I only have we only have our, we only have two of the kids half of the time because they're with their other parents. Right. Me and my girl have one kid together. It's exciting. And and, and that's enough. <laughs> it is totally enough. Yeah, the fun never stops. Yeah, dude. That's the crazy thing is when I had my my first one. You know, as soon as he was getting out of the baby baby stage, I was about to have my second one. And now that my second one is slowly getting out of the baby baby stage, it's like maybe damn, do I want another one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wanna stick I wanna stay in this I wanna stay in this zone right here. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna lie, I mean it's a very, very fun area to be in. Like when the kids are like two, three years old, they're like so awesome and yeah. just cool, yeah, you know. Exactly. But um, yeah. we uh, my <clears throat> my fiance and I, my fiance and I decided a while back that like, all right, that's it, two's enough, like you know, uh, we don't want to go back to that baby life. Like it's rad. Like we have friends with some babies, and we get to like hold them and stuff. But like, my kids can do things for themselves now, and um, I can have conversations with them and do you know? Yeah, just... you have a boy and a girl, right? You have a, you have a boy and a girl with two girls. Yeah, yeah, boy and a girl. Yeah, see, I, I want a girl. I have two boys. Ah, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, That's what I was thinking, but then, but then I don't want it. I'm scared. Yeah, I'm over it. I can't handle it. Yeah, <laughs> you might shoot yourself in the foot trying to trying to get the girl. You know. Yeah, exactly. Get another boy. Get another boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's I, my kids are awesome though. They're they're super cool and really like pleasant people. You know, for the most part. And I mean, they're kids. You know, but uh, yeah, they they use their manners and they're soft spoken and uh, that's awesome. Yeah, they're just awesome kids, man. So I'm definitely blessed. You know. So uh, yeah, so I, I want to say that was like '06 or maybe early '07. Um, when we first met you guys and, and the, you know, had a fun show at the Malibu Inn. And, um, and I don't think we really did any like real touring together until Warp Tour. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Warp Tour. Yeah. Warp Tour is probably the only time we toured together. Like, yeah. I guess we did one offs together, right? We like a couple shows here and there. Yeah. There'd be this some one offs or like some, maybe some like festivals or something, but never like any, a lot of festivals for sure. Yeah. Never for extensive sure. touring, but yeah, Warped Tour, man. Yeah. And and you guys had already done it. We we did our first time was uh summer twenty twelve. And you guys I think you did it the year before as well, right? In twenty eleven. We did it ten, eleven, and twelve. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, the first two years we only did three weeks and then the last year we did with you guys because you guys did the whole thing too, right? Or was yeah. it two weeks? Yeah, it was the whole thing. Yeah, we did the the last year we did the whole thing too. 
yeah, we we got the offer from Kevin, and we were like, you know what, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do the whole damn thing, you know. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows if we'll get this offer again? So we just we just took it, and ran with it. And then yeah, and then look at it now. They barely do it now, right? I mean, <laughs> it's over. It's done. They they did a uh, they did like a reunion show type thing or a farewell show. Yeah, it was like the 25th anniversary, like farewell, um, and uh, or 24th maybe. But um, <clears throat> yeah, it was. They had like four shows and on, on like on the coast, like two shows on the east coast, two shows on the west coast, I think, and. Uh, so I think they were all sold out, but they, the lineups were pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I think I think it was just getting time. You know, it's just like, I mean, he he ran that thing for, you know, yeah. two and a half decades, and that that's a yeah. it's a lot to run something like that. And he did a great job. Oh yeah, you know. But uh, I think the music yeah, industry is Kevin Zinger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the whole Warped Tour crew. Yeah, yeah. The the crew was insane. Like to be able to put together that thing every morning you know in like an hour and a half it was just an, an incredible feat yeah. you know it's cool too how they would you wouldn't know your set time for the morning of <laughs> yeah yeah you, you wouldn't know, find like, out till like eight or nine yeah it's pretty it's pretty fair as far as that's concerned yeah it was uh it was a cool like it, it kept you on your toes like i mean there'll be nights where like uh I, i've heard that this is true and i think it happened to us once or twice where um if Kevin would see you out partying, your band out partying, like, you know, at the barbecue or whatever, that, later that night, uh, he, he would put you on first the next day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, don't know how, I don't know if that's official or how true that is, but I feel like it definitely happened to us once or twice. I know it happened oh, to it us it in Tampa to us, yeah. or yeah, St. Pete. It's crazy, dude. Or helping set up merch early in the morning when it's blazing hot. Yeah. It was brutal, but you know what? It was worth every moment. I loved it. It was such exposure, man. Like, uh, yeah, the, you know, and and the bands that did well are the ones that like worked hard and like, you know, was that? Which stage was the name of the stage we were on? We were on, was it the Bob? Was it the uh, the Marley stage? We're on the Marley stage, yeah. So that was when uh, when T Mills and all those guys were a part of it, right? Yeah, T Mills, G Easy. Um, yeah, G Easy blew up, bro. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Remember, we didn't know, we didn't think anything like that. And then, boom. Boom. Yeah. Next thing I know, he's like trying to make out Britney on the on the VMAs. It's like, damn. No, yeah. He's trying to battle Drake. Yeah. It was, uh, that was cool, man. That was cool. He's, he's a, he's a really nice guy, too. He was, um, every time I yeah. talked to him, he was always, uh, you're right. I told him he was the more like, uh, goody two shoes type of guy, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was, he was also cordial and he always looked fresh, you know, his hair slicked yeah. back. Yeah, he was a nice kid. Yeah, see, T Mills has a uh, has a show on MTV now. Oh, really? Yeah, MTV Two or something like that. Like he's, it's like a, it's like a catfish type of show or something like that. Or like, why one people wondering why their best friends bailed on them or something. It's, and they getting the best friends back together or something. I just saw like a preview on YouTube one day, but all right, on yeah, good I for him. him. I, I saw him on uh, Ridiculousness not too long ago. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool to see people that, you know, we, you know, worked with or toured with or something in the past. Like, it's it's interesting the path that people take. And um, it's just, I, I love watching people win and uh, seeing the success, man. It makes me feel good, you know. Yeah, me too. Especially people that work hard for it, you know. Like, yeah. Like yourself. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely... Uh, we we work hard, and you can you can definitely feel it. You know when you when you uh, when you put in the time and the hours and the years and all that. It's been twenty five years for us, 
this year. Yeah, right. It's been a long time, Dude, but I'm, I'm almost I'm almost hitting my 20 year mark myself. Yeah, but and the the good thing about it is that if you know if you love it, it doesn't feel like work, right? It's not work at all. This is like just a it's a way of life, and it's it is like every day, you know. Yeah, it's not work at all to me anymore at all at all. I mean, I don't do anything that's work. I do everything I love. Yeah, that's uh, and that's an amazing position to be in, and it just takes it takes a lot of uh, a lot of time and effort to get to that point, you know. Yeah, it does. I was uh, like I'm taking a dab right now, talking to you, baby. <laughs> right on. It's a struggle, you know. My sister, my sister has something tattooed on her arm, really dope. And I've been trying to formulate a cool song out of it for the last couple of months. She's had a tattoo for all, but she says life is a beautiful struggle when you do what you love, you know. Yeah, really absolutely, is. absolutely. But what were you gonna say? I'm sorry. To oh, no worries. Uh, I was gonna ask you. So tell me about uh, tell me about the band. Tell me about you and when you got started in music and uh, when Tomorrow's Bad Seas came together. All right. So uh, it's a crazy kind of you know long story, but it's good too. Uh, Mets and I, Mets, you know, the, my guitar player, mm -hmm. he's like my brother. Um, he, uh, him and I are the ones who linked up together first through a mutual friend of ours uh, named Omar. And uh, we were surfing at the break wall, and we were both going through a breakup at the same time, kind of. And Mets was going through a breakup with the woman who's currently now his wife and the mother of his children. So his breakup worked out. Mine obviously didn't. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, we started hanging out at the break wall. And, you know, I came from a long history of playing music already, and I was on TV shows doing, like, b-boying and music videos. And I was on a reality TV show called Pop Stars and won a whole bunch of money, got signed by Warner Brothers, and... I kind of that kind of fell on my lap. Like I didn't even know what I was doing when I did. I just, I just because some friends told me about it and it worked out. But then nine eleven happened and the whole thing fell apart because real media was being, you know, real shit was being talked about. Right. And uh, and then you know, at the same time, me and my chick started breaking up and started hanging out at the break while we surfed. And then Mets and I just started hanging out. He would play guitar and he just play a Sublime song and he would just jam Sublime or like RX Bandit, the Deviates, I think he's Stevie Wonder. We just mashed up our stuff and. You know, we started going for it. I pretty much started dragging him out of the spot because he was always shy. But I was just dragging him out of the spot to, uh, to come play shows. And we started playing little acoustic shows at places, you know. And then before you knew it, we formed a band. And uh, we were looking for a name. And we were rehearsing in my garage at the time where it was like my bedroom at my spot at my mom's house back in the day. And uh, we, I, I always loved the name Tomorrow's Bad Seas because it was a graffiti crew. I wasn't a part of the graffiti. Mets was a part of it, and the guy Omar that introduced us was a part of it too, and a whole bunch of other friends. I was a b boy that like hung out with them and knew about graph writing, but I wasn't very talented at writing graphs, so I never tried really. <laughs> you know, I tried tagging, but then I was like, what am I doing? Writing on walls? Nothing. It's not even cool looking. Nothing looks ugly. So uh, you know, we just, but we all hung out like that. And, that's, and then I, you know, when I thought about the name, I just really pushed on that name because it was already a, a well-known name in our neighborhood to by all our homies. You know. To start a band like that would be kind of what the hell, and it worked for us. You know, all our friends kind of knew already what, what it was, and they heard the name, and they came to check it out, and started doing really good in our city. But that's how Tomorrow's Bad Seas pretty much born. But then throughout the years, we've had so many lineup changes. Now, you know, we had a solid lineup when you met us, like with Andre, Pat, me, and Sean, and met for me. Um, but in the last four years, met. I mean, uh, Sean hasn't played with us. And Dre hasn't played with us in the last year. He played with us recently for a show, uh, for a tailgating party for iHeartRadio for the Chargers. But he's on van life. He's doing van life with his chick. They live all over the country in their badass printer van. 
Wow. That's but fun. um, but yeah, you know, yeah, it sounds like fun, huh? Yeah. No kids. Yeah, yeah. Just get out there and go. But I want to bring my kids. I want to bring my kids. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, but um, but yeah, that's how I kind of got started, you know. But now we have so many lineup changes. Like right now, who's playing? Even Mets isn't coming on this next tour. Oh really? He's got some stuff. Yeah, he's got some stuff. He's got to stay home for. But Mitch is my partner still. That's my right hand man. You know, he's he's my dog. It's yeah. him and I who started it. But uh, but yeah, you know, him and I started it, and you know, I just don't see myself stopping anytime soon. I love it, and we created a path and you know, zone, and I'm just trying to create and you know, get it anywhere I can and play. And this like even this whole thing I got going on and. Hawaii, Guam, and Japan. It all started with Guam and John Dank boys and my boy Jason J. You know, and then I was able to try to maneuver to get the other things to happen because we're in that area. And now I'm even trying to look at Bali real quick because Bali's on like a hundred and seventy dollar plane ticket from there. Wow. Bali's like an eighteen hundred dollar plane ticket from here right now. You know? Or maybe oh 40. shit! Wow. So probably even <laughs> worse from from the East Coast. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Damn. I but mean, you know, just trying to maneuver. You know what it is, Howie? You work your ass off too, dude. Yeah, I mean, you know, you just gotta, you just gotta make the moves, man. You know. Yeah, stay persistent. If you're not making the moves, somebody else is, and uh, you know, shit's yeah. not not gonna move like you move want it to. You know. Yeah. Um, it, I I say that earlier. all the time. It's like you're 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 the one that's in control. Like nobody, um, the only person standing in your way is you. You know, like you can't blame yeah. anybody, even when like shit goes south. It's not anybody's fault, and it's not necessarily your fault. Like things happen, but it's how you deal with yeah. it. It's how you. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, That's what they say right, like fucking ninety percent of what happens to you is how you deal with it. Yeah, yeah. It's ten so percent is just gonna happen no matter what, but the other ninety percent is how you react to it. Yeah, mindset is everything. Yeah, one hundred percent. I always think about that. That's why I love that expendable song, "A Positive Mind." Mm-hmm. It's really just as long as you stay on that, you know, optimistic level. Just the glass is always full, baby. Let's, you know, let's, let's pour another round. <laughs> yeah, I think you got to set your expectations uh, reasonably, you know. Um, it's like you love the process, you love what you do, and, you know, this can lead to something great, and you can pay bills with this, you know. And But don't, you know, reach for the stars for sure, but, like, don't expect it all to just come at once and, you know, you have to, you have to put in the work and, and see it all through, you know, and for myself, like, I feel like we've come so far, it's been 25 years of this band, and, you know, to, to just stop, just because I feel like it's not where I think it should be, is, it would be like, in vain, you know, of everything, of missing you know, some certain milestones with my kids and missing time with the family and missing time with friends. Especially and, the, especially those two, you know? Yeah. Those are like the ones that really are the important ones when you really go into that level of your life, you know? That's what I'm feeling the most. And you know that way more than I know it. Yeah. So I'm just starting it, you know? And like, I'm like, holy shit. And Mets went through this while we were on tour in the beginning days like you did. You know, his daughter's 14 and his son's 10. It's like, my heart kills her. I'm going to go on tour right now and leave both my boys. I'm like, how do people do this? <laughs> Yeah. Is is not easy and and like my kids now that you know they were raised on it. I mean, I was touring before they were born, so they've just yeah, kind exactly. of grown up with it. And um, so they get bummed out when I have to leave, you know. But I'm always trying to be like, okay, 
you know, I look at, let's look at the calendar. Like I'm going to be back this day or, or, you know, and mom's going to help you, you know, count the days down things like that. You can put an X like and, on and every day. Thank God for FaceTime, you know? <clears throat> oh man. Yeah. I don't know how guys yeah, did it. Change the game. Yeah. I know, dude. <laughs> I know, man. It's, uh, to be able to see them is awesome. Yeah. It's the best, dude. Next level. Next, next level, dude. So how many, uh, how many records you guys have? Full records. We have three. We have a I mean, are we getting into nitty gritty stuff? Or are we trying to keep it nice and tight for the people? Dude, we can talk about whatever you want. Go as as far as you want. You know, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to talk shit. You know, but you know, just when, you know, Chaps and his dad, like they were the, running our business, which is Sean, my old guitar player, and his dad, and they just you know didn't do a good job. You know, like and then when it all came down, they kind of just bounced on everybody, and we have never settled anything with transparency of anything. We were all partners, even in the, on the masters, we're partners. Mm-hmm. You know, in the LLC, but they're nowhere to be found. You can't get a hold of those guys, and you know, yeah, it's just, it's just like, it's a bummer. You know what I mean? Because all the hard work you put in, but then you think it's never gonna happen to you because you hear all the horror stories as you're going through it. And I looked at his pops because he was like managing us, um, like like he was a dad to, to me, you know, too. I really did. I respected that man. But at the end of it all, the way it all ended and went down, and like. You know, I was able to maintain it. I mean, the last one of the last words his dad told me was, "Good luck trying to maintain the band." And I was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> you're gonna tell me that?" I'm like, "Watch me, bro. Wow, watch me. Like you're not gonna tell me no. Just like you said, like what? You know?" And that's yeah. the thing. I we gave him. He did a great job though. I guess in the beginning, you know, because I was nervous and didn't know how to start it, and kind of just wanted to give the power and the reins to somebody else. But that's how it happened. And this is your manager. You know? and then, uh, yeah, that's how he started managing us. And at first, he invested in our first record, and, and Chaps was playing in the band. And you know, he, supposedly his dad had been uh, a, a radio executive under Benny Medina at Warner Brothers back in the day, and definitely had been on track and done stuff, and claimed to have drummed for uh, drummed uh, for Stevie Wonder at one point, <coughs> like for a show, a show or two. But I don't believe I believe it's a lie. But uh, anyhow, you know, so you know gave him the benefit of the doubt, you know? And then, you know, when we were do- all playing back then, you know, money was coming in for us too, you know? We were climbing the ladder, you know? Yeah. And then we then we decided, then we got hit after Warp Tour, that that 2012 Warp Tour with, because uh, Sean had been talking to this guy named, did you remember Michael Choi? He was uh, T Mills' uh, MD. Remember that that Korean dude that was from England? Do you remember him? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember. Yeah, He so, so they gravitated towards each other and, uh, Choi started telling chaps, you know, the, not the divide and conquer type things, but, you know, change your name type stuff. You know, let's try a different project type stuff. Uh-huh. You know, and so chaps, you know, wanted to do that. They hit me with the, at the studio with, what do you think about the name Life? And I was like, what do you mean, what do you think about the name Life? He was like, because, you know, we started a whole other band for a second, right? Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm like, Life is cool. He was like, what do you think about the name? I'm like, for what? <laughs> And I'll never remember, we were at the studio, the Pepper Studio now. That was our studio before. Before it was Pennywise's. It was our studio for like eight years. And uh, that was our spot. And we were in there. I walked in. We're about to have like rehearsal. And I was like, what? I'm like, <laughs> life is cool, but we're tomorrow's bad seeds. And it was like, no, you know, and that's when Troy came in and we started talking to Chaps' dad. I didn't want to bite the handles going against the grain. We were supposed to have our third record done with Lewis Richards. Yeah. 
you know, from 17th Street. Mm-hmm. But it ended up getting done by Damon, Damon Elliott that did Pink's Platinum album. So, you know, it wasn't a bad look either, but I didn't really want to go that route. And, also, and shout out to Damon Elliott. He's an actually in the reggae scene now, too. He goes with Nomads. Have you heard about him? He's out in Hawaii. I haven't. Oh, yeah. So he's cool. Though. He's dope. He's a dope uh, musician and everything. But, um, you know, but that was the direction they was going. And then things changed. And then we tried that life thing for a little bit. And it did cool, you know. It was chill. But it wasn't too much bad seeds, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the heart goes where the heart wants, you know what I mean? Right. And, it, and we started playing the game. Started getting a little bit of, of uh, momentum. And then, again, a freaking outburst with John and his dad. And they bounced and disappeared. But for the most part, you know, fuck, man, this Bradley Noel punk rock reggae shit is the vibe of the corner that I come from, you know, just like you, right? Yeah, I think uh, for us, we've always, I always say that, like, you know, we're we're definitely in the, uh, we're a part of the American reggae scene, what what is now known as the American reggae scene. But, um, and as I said earlier, there's there's many flavors, and we are always on the side of the 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 rock like the reggae rock you know the punk rock and the sky yeah. and all that and um we're not like a roots band we're not a traditional reggae band uh nothing like that um we just i just i've always done it like uh like brad Noel did it you know and yeah and the the style of sublime you know just uh nobody can really nobody can touch the way they did it they're they were their own thing obviously um but i yeah. definitely draw many influences and from that sound and um and so we that's where i feel like um i've said this before but um in in like 06 07 08 something like that like we things are really starting to pop off for us you know we had our we had three albums out by then by like 08 09 and uh things were really popping and like um and then you know uh started seeing like revolution and iration and um and like slightly stupid in these bands and they were playing more of that kind of relaxed, you know, they, they call it Cali reggae, uh, at least on this side. Um, and uh, so it's like, uh, more, more rootsy, more, more chill. Like Rev has a lot of, Rev and Iration are very, um, pop as well. Like they have like pop melodies and stuff, but it's very yeah. chill and, 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 uh, not as like in your face and, and aggressive as we are. And I feel like there was a change where people really gravitated to that. And, and, um, we became kind of a niche thing. And, uh, so things sort of kind of level out a little bit. Um, and there were definitely many moments in the early 2010s where we were starting to like, you know, we'd get these little, these little, uh, positive, you know, upwards moments, like some, we'd start getting radio play and, uh, we did the warp tour and then we did 311 cruise, like all these things are starting to happen. Um, but then over that time, the, the, the kind of more roots and the, and the more chill reggae stuff became very popular and it is what it is now. And we've seen stick figure like just soar right to the top. Um, and I'm happy for all these guys. It's great. Um, so it just felt like there was a little bit of a, a left turn for us, you know? And um, so it's not like we've been, uh, you know, struggling and like we, we, we do well still. Um, but there was that moment where I felt like, oh yeah, shit's going to be crazy here pretty soon. And then, and then it kind of, you know, we just yeah, didn't have I the remember. right flavor or something, I, you know? I remember, I remember. I totally remember the same thing. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, you know that's 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 like the same time that we changed the, uh, the whole vibe, the whole other thing. Yeah. Yeah, I never wanted to be, I never wanted to be like uh, the type to 
go with whatever's popular. You know, like I don't, I, you yeah. know, we may pull some elements here because it's fun, you know, but like I don't ever, you know, we're still playing punk rock. I, I feel like, let's talk about this. How, how do you feel about just the state of rock music in general and that, you know, all encompassing punk, you know, whatever? <sighs> but, it's like, it's not, it's not dead, but it's like hard to keep it alive, but I'm still trying to keep it alive too. But yeah. I do it all, you know, I try to do hip hop. R&B, blues, punk rock, ska, you know? Our shit has a little bit of anything like that, too. But uh, I feel like there's a revision of it coming back around, honestly. I feel like there's more bands, like like this whole next tour that I'm doing. I'm trying to coin the idea of calling it the punk roster party. Because I'm bringing out Tunnel Vision, which is like to play punk and reggae. I'm bringing out the John Dank Show, which is not your traditional Guam Island reggae band, you know? Mm. We're, we're bringing out... Um, uh, Pacific Roots from uh, Santa Cruz and they're being brought out, out under the expendable so they're more on that vibe too Crooked Trees is going to be hitting the road with us on the end of the little part of the run and they're like more hip hop you know mm-hmm. so I definitely feel like I'm trying to help push the surgeons for the more I guess like you call it American reggae you know I like call it punk roster reggae but, mm-hmm. yeah you know, but I feel like I feel like we could get our our our, our surgeon. So I think yours is happening right now too, brother. I think you're killing it. So I don't know if I'm just looking from the outside in. I don't know shit, but you, I love everything you do. I love your graphics. I love your presentation. Your online uh, presence, all that stuff you're doing. But I've always loved you too. You're just a really good human being, and I'm not just saying that for the people that hear us talk. You know, like we're one big upping each other. Um, you're you're an awesome dude. You always have been. I was. Thanks, man. Thanks, My little dude. boy wants to sit on me, so if he makes noise, I'm sorry. <laughs> no worries, man. Bring your kid yeah, to work day every day for man, me. You know yeah, but you know, it's the truth, man. Like, I've known you for a long time, bro, and so we've never done extensive touring. We've always respected each other and played shows with each other, and I've always admired you and appreciated you, you know? Yeah, man. I think I, you're dope. Yeah, I always, I, always thought, uh, I always thought you had a cool voice, and, um, you know, the you guys always had like a, a rock show, you know, and I really appreciated that. Um, especially like we were, I think, I think we were on the Marley stage in 2012. It was like you, us, the green, you know, I think it was supposed to be, um, we were supposed to kind of fill that void, you know, to, uh-huh. like we were popular in, the, in, in our scene. So Kevin probably wanted that, you know, and, uh, mm-hmm. and, but it's still like, we still were able to bring the rock, you know, just because that's just who we are naturally, you know? So you guys at one love, uh, I guess it was 2018 and, um, you guys were rocking it, man. You had this big crowd in front of you and it was just, I, I hadn't seen you in probably since like warp tour and yeah, yeah, probably. Since yeah. It was a while. And it was, uh, and it was like, Oh yeah, these guys rock out. You know, I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> don't forget howie no no not at all never again <laughs> <laughs> now for the section where we pay the bills yeah that's what i'm saying dude. i'm trying to come through I'm, I'm trying to plan something in july so our new move is to move to pat's family lives in new jersey so we're gonna migrate to new jersey every summer from now on because i don't know if i'm gonna make that drive through the middle of the country anymore dude I don't know if I'm into it anymore. <laughs> I mean, it is long. I'd rather, just, I'd rather just, you know, maybe we'll, we'll go as far in as we can from both ends, but the middle, middle, I'm sorry, you know? <laughs> Unless you guys fly us out there, like, I'm good on that. 
but um, not that no disrespect. And, and anyway, it's stuck in the middle. But um, you know, I've been stuck in the middle for a long time myself. Oh, but man. uh, but yeah, I think we're gonna go to Pat's uh, family's house, stay there, relocate, and uh, yeah, we have a whole bunch of gear. <laughs> what up, he has a whole bunch of uh, yeah, he's <laughs> he, he has a whole bunch of uh, they got rooms and they got all the gear and. We just have to run a vehicle, and I think we're gonna try to do like I call it the star or the moon. We're gonna go up towards your guys' area first, maybe for the first weekend, then come home for Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. Then Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays, go back out. But we're gonna be going out like at an angle from the top going down, and then end in Florida. You know. So start in Maine and ha- Boston. And, you know. Shoot down. And have yeah. the. It's like what you guys would do, right? Pretty much. But you guys yeah. go all the. You guys are all the tops. You guys probably do a loop, right? Yeah, I mean, we uh we don't get up to Maine very much. It is it is very far from here. Like it's it's probably a good twelve hours from where I live. Um, it's people where don't do you realize live right now? I, I live uh just you know north of Baltimore. I'm like I'm like twenty minutes from Delaware. Like I'm right northern Maryland, oh, okay. upper Chesapeake. Oh yeah, um, so you guys are from Maryland. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So like, you know, for us, like people don't realize like how far up and out like the the country goes when you, when you're talking about Maine. Um, but Portland is a, is a great city to play in. Um, and, uh, obviously Boston. And if you can kind of, I've always wanted to have like a clear, solid path from like Portland through Boston down, you know, through Rhode Rhode Island, you know, New York, Jersey, Philly, obviously Maryland, and then down through the Carolinas, Virginia and, uh, and down to Florida, you know? Exactly, exactly. So we've always tried to do that, and then usually we go out to Ohio and back, or out to Chicago and back. You know, so that, that's exactly what we want to do, pretty much. That's what I want. I want to like go all the way up north for the first weekend or the first week if we can, then keep coming down downwards. But pretty much, make, I guess so. So New Jersey to all the way up is twelve hours. So that'd be dumb to try to go all the way up and come all the way back down. Yeah, stay there for a whole week and a half, and then when we get back down towards Jersey, be going down the other way. But yeah, we're gonna probably stay just make their hit house our spot you know for, that's what we decided this summer so what do you got going on this summer so we're uh we're looking at summer right now uh we're kind of locking up our spring and typically we like to support we like to try to support so we're, we always we're always on the lookout for you know uh bigger bands looking for support and um that's what we are which, which we do too but we haven't been taken out by anybody yeah it's it's hard man there's a lot of bands now and um a lot of a lot of. I guess uh, I, I can't say that Long Beach Debauchers took us out and it was radical. It was dope. Yeah, I'm sure that was awesome. I I'd love to tour with those guys. Um, yeah. That was a that was one of my favorite bands for sure. Well, it was dope. We got to tour with Marshall and uh, and Opie and Opie's actually is becoming one of my really good friends right now. We've been hanging out a lot. We were just camping this last summer. It's pretty cool. He just did a dope tattoo on me. Do you know our friend Tokotachi that died? Yeah. So he had, they all got this dope tattoo on them called, that says Viva La Vida. And I've been trying to get this tattoo for like 10 years. And I could have got it by somebody else, obviously, you know, to replicate it. Because it's online, you can find it. But it's created by Opie. And he's always denied me. <laughs> and after this last tour, I was like, what's up, bro? Can I get it now? And he fucking just gave it to me like two days ago. You got to get in a circle of trust, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He's for sure one that's like that, too. He just pulled a De Niro on you. Yeah, he's always talking shit to me too. <laughs> trying, trying to keep me in my place. I'm like, man, I'm humble. I'm good, bro. He's like, you gotta humble yourself. Like, chill out, dude. <laughs> so those guys are gangsters, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They really are. Yeah, we I'm should not... all do a song together, me, you, and Opie. 
Yeah, I would love to. I, I met those guys uh, years ago, and I've been like in contact with uh, Jack Manis for, God, for 17 years. Yeah, Jack didn't, years. To, Jack didn't come on tour with us. Tim, Tim and Tim came for like two of the shows, and then the rest was like dope cats from like uh, the Expanders. You know the Expanders, right? Yeah. Like Devin, he's not in the Expanders anymore. He's more in Long Beach Dub, but him and Roger Rivas from, from Agalite, that's who plays in Long Beach Dub now. Nice. Yeah, it's tight, dude. Fucking they kill it. That's cool. Yeah, I I caught them at a. It wasn't it wasn't one love, but it was at it was at the Queen Mary. It was back in 2012. I saw them. Um, so you saw the more of the original lineup. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think Ross one was there though. I can't remember. Bud Gall was playing drums. Uh, no, I think Marshall was playing drums. Uh, oh, he was. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see Bud. Um, but, uh, yeah, and they were great, you know, um, I hadn't seen them since, I think I saw them in 99, maybe 2000. Yeah. 2000. I saw them at, uh, a ski resort in Pennsylvania. Oh, I yeah, it was like a radio show. It was funny. It's the weirdest lineup too. It was like th <clears throat> they were headlining. And then before that it was like suicide machines and good Charlotte. And lit. <laughs> it was like the weirdest oh, lineup, you know. Lit's dope though. Lit, lit's dope though. Oh, they were great. Yeah, they were great. Um, but it, it, it is a, it is a, a obscure lineup. Yeah, yeah. And it was right when Good Charlotte was about to pop. Like they just signed, I think, and it was right right before their first record came out. And then they just, I mean, just smashed. You know. I love those guys. So what's going on? So are you, are you making a record, or what are we doing here? I've been working on. I've been working on a record. I've been working on. Put out some cool stuff. I'm actually burning and bootlegging my own stuff too, because you know you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> but I'm bootlegging. I'm making two uh, compilation CDs of like 22 songs on each, a black one and a white one. And then uh, I found an old acoustic CD that we had that we had duplicated a long time ago, but we never put out, like as far as on iTunes. So a lot of stuff won't ever be on iTunes still. But I'm gonna have it at the shows if people want it. You know, that's pretty That's-a cool, man. Cool little B side. I got I, I created one called Tomorrow's B side. It'll be that one. It's like fully. I'm like kind of weird. I probably shouldn't put out two of the songs because they're, they're fully like. Not, if you ever get to hear them, you tell me if they're, if they're booty or not. <laughs> Recording isn't that solid, but I'm like whatever, dude. Give the people who want it, you know. Auto tune's cool and Melodyne's cool and we can all get down with that kind of stuff. But give the people the raw, you know, out of tune, you know, punk rock part of it. Yeah, I mean, if you listen to Sublime's Everything Under the Sun, you know, it's full of that stuff. It's yeah, and that's what makes it give it the texture and the fucking vibe, you know? Makes it special. And yeah, I think you know I, mean? I think the biggest shame would be to not release stuff, you know? It's one thing if you don't feel good about it and you just don't want anyone to hear it, that's one thing. But if you're like, oh, that's pretty cool, you know, like, people should hear it, you know? if you, If you have, like no plans to re-record it or revisit it or whatever, you know, but you've got this cool little recording of this song and acoustic guitar or whatever, you know, why not? I, I think the fans would appreciate it. That, love that, that that's, my, that's, that's what I'm doing. I'm going to do a, a new uh, SoundCloud because I don't have control over some of the things, you know, I have for the most part, like I have control over YouTube and all that kind of stuff too, but I want to get our YouTube crack like that because I, I see what you're doing too, you know, but man, it's hard for me to do all of that and everything else that I'm doing. I don't even know how you do it, you know? I really have no help. Really. I do it all by myself for the most part. Well, lately, that guy Hector has been helping out as manager. 
has been helping. But you know who's managing us right now is Jared Sagawa. Yes, Sagawa. Remember, he was he was our merch guy on Warped Tour. But he's also he is now a fortunate youth manager, and he runs Three Cornerstone. And he 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 helps start One Love, and he helps with Beach Life. He's, he's doing really well. I mean, I really respect the guy. I'm so to have him help me. He's been kind of stepping up to the plate and assuming the more the managerial things. Was, I don't want to do that stuff, dude. I don't even want to run the merch. I'm doing, I'm watching you talk about, you know, packaging and sending out while I'm packaging and sending out. You know, I saw that, listen to that podcast. Uh, my boy sent it to me. And I'm like, I'm literally sitting there doing it myself. I'm about to do it right now in a little bit too with the flyers for this tour. You know? Yeah. So I get it. You know, I'm trying to, but that's what it is. You know, I just got to figure it out and do it and get it done. Yeah. I mean, people, like I said, people aren't going to do it for you. You, ha- you just have no. to do it. And you can absolutely like <clears throat> bring someone on to help for sure. But it, at least, at least it's getting done, you know, like if otherwise it's just, just sitting there. Like if I, if I, if I order these CDs and I just let them sit in the box, you know, nobody's going to ship them out for me. <laughs> you know? Like exactly. I got, I set up the store. I fucking, I, I use ship station to link everything together. I get the orders. I print the shit. I got a label printer. I got the, the scale. I did everything, you know, I just all the packaging, yeah. I just send it out, you know, and it's actually kind of fun. I, I, just, <laughs> I just did that. And Hector was the one who helped me a lot with that. And now we got it going and, he helps me. He's been, I've been subcontracting him just because I need somebody, you know? Yeah. And he's been helping out a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Because nobody else in the band really will assume that, wants to assume any of that responsibility. Yeah, it's, it definitely takes a, you know, special kind of person to, to take all that on um, because a lot of artists don't really care to do that. And, and I think, <clears throat> I think it's a mistake when, when the artist uh, just sort of, leaves it up to everyone else i think i think someone needs to take charge you know and you have to get you have to know your of business course. you know and like you said you didn't you didn't do the business for all those years and you ended up getting fucked over you know and and that's what happens if you're not paying attention people start taking liberties you know and it's important yeah, exactly. it's important to keep your eye on it you know it's your business exactly nobody's gonna do it for you like you said bro and, and honestly that's why I kind of was on that direction in the beginning, beginning, but it was overwhelming, you know, and, and I wanted help. And I thought the person that I was reaching for was just trying to adapt and really help, you know? Yeah. But looking back, I should have just assumed the position then and, you know, got it cracking because, you know what I mean? Like, what's the difference, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I waited 10 years and now I'm having to catch up. But, but honestly, I've learned a lot of stuff that I didn't know before because I never set up a merch store, you know? I never did any of that. And I'll be real, I, I still didn't really do it this time. Yeah, and that that there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with not knowing how to do it, but it's about like yeah, yeah, either, no, I know. Either I know. either you you find out how to do it, you go to learn, or you you work with someone that does know how to do it. You know, yeah, you like I, I say a lot of times, leave it to the pros. Straight up, you know. Yeah, exactly. But now we gotta go. Just filling orders. That's great. And then, you know, helping it support the uh, music. Batteries on tour and making sure we got everything taken care of, you know, like, making doing everything. Everything, baby. <laughs> so, it's all good. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, we're going to get some new Tomorrow's Bad Seeds uh, sometime this year? Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, I don't know if you've heard our third record. So, I'll be real. When I put out my third record, it was kind of like a rush of ideas because nobody in the band was like really giving up their own time because everybody has jobs to do and stuff and bills they got to pay. So nobody had time to really get to the studio to record. 
So me and Matt did most of the writing, and uh, and he helped produce the songs and music. But we didn't even do live drums; it's all programmed drums, you know, mm-hmm. on our, on our last record. Which is, it's you know, it's okay. In my opinion, I like using a hybrid drum, mm-hmm. even if you do have pat play. I feel like sound replacement or adding, you know, like heavier 808 sounding drums and stuff like that. But um, but I still like the, the way the record came out. I think it came out great. I think it was awesome. And um. But I'm trying to, this next thing we got going out, I'm trying to have it as a band entirely. And we just record 18 songs live at the Kona Inn, like live band style, like I said, with four covers. And we're going to hopefully put that out as like a live album, Kona Town. And, uh, but I'm working on another EP. I wasn't going to do a whole record, so I just released a song called Surf Trip. It's more of an acoustic vibe, but on the EP, it's going to be a, a, a full production. So that's all good, I'm running out of time. I was trying to get it done. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing. It's like the worst thing when you when you're like feel like you're on the clock. <laughs> you know? like, I mean, we're always on the clock. You're not you're not pushing. Yeah. I mean, it's such it's the gratification and the attention span that the generation has nowadays is ridiculous. You know, because of all the social media, all this collapse marketing. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. you have to be on top of it. If you're not changing with the season and with the sauce, that's fucking over it, bro. Yeah. They don't care. Right. right. They want the new and like you said, they want the raw. They don't care if it's something that's like, I just want to hear something cool that's different. That's what I'm going to do at the live show. I'm going to bring you TVs, straight burning, straight going to get you the MCDs of, of uh, TVs that I made, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you should you should definitely, like, uh, you know, if I was going to throw you some ideas or whatever, like, I, you should definitely be going live as much as possible, like, make it at least once a week or something and, like, make it the same the same time, the same day every week. And just play for like a half hour, and like talk to your fans on the chat there, and um, play play the songs that they want to play, uh, that they want you to play. You know that that right there really helps build a connection with your audience, and um, they really appreciate it. They love it. You know, I think to myself like, why do people why do people want to sit here and watch me do this for an hour or whatever? Like, why? It's hard to like get over myself and think about that. I'm like, why does anybody care? But they do. They really do. They they appreciate it and. I think that would be something that that would be where you could start, like really, really help uh, grow the organic relationship and build trust with your with your. I, I, I try to go live. I try to go live as much as I can before I'm gonna go on tour. But you're right, I slack off a lot of the other ways. Mm-hmm. I do try to go live, but you're right. I, I never do it all at the same time. That's a great idea. I always just do it randomly, and honestly, sometimes it's like two in the morning. <laughs> I think random is cool. Random is cool. It's like it's like when a when a your favorite store has a flash sale or uh, one hour only. You know, right now, go do it. That's cool. It kind of yeah. creates some kind of weird mystical demand. But also, <laughs> if people know when to expect it, you're gonna get people tuning in more and kind of paying attention. Yeah, yeah, more. I totally, I totally get that. You know, a little more structured. Yeah, yeah, but you know, and that's, and that's why uh, it's, it's funny because uh, my boy Hector that just helped me out a lot. He told me to watch Obi's your podcast because you have a um, you have a lot of good musicians on you know, like the I'm just starting to experience now. Like I said, I've, I've only been trying to do this and actually like be the ones making all the moves for the last three years, you know. Mm-hmm. Or that I kind of I really it wasn't. I was letting someone else handle it, just accepting money through the account, and happy with that, you know. But now that it's this way. I'm just trying to learn all the ins and outs and tricks the way to make it easier, you know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what I've what I've kind of learned over the over the years is that like, it obviously you know they they come to you for the music you know, um, 
they they love the music and they want more but it's also about like the process of doing it so like like people like people are very interested of like you should film yourself like doing errands like for the for the band or whatever like whatever it is oh going to pick up the vinyl or or whatever you know like um let me say that the first time i ever did that was yesterday because sometimes i get a little nervous about showing them that much you know oh dude the first time i did that was yesterday i think the biggest like probably the biggest mistake that artists can make now especially independent um is is trying to maintain that that veil yeah, that mystic bullshit. Yeah. yeah yeah exactly like let it let it out stop trying to hide everything and stop trying to be fucking cool you know johnny cash like like th- this is what i realized you know it's like people show them the process show them how pe- i'll do like videos and of me like working on songs and it's a brand new song i don't care if they hear it you know it's like we always try yeah. to go for secrecy you know um but yeah. people are like really interested and like amazed by looking at a pro Tools session and seeing watching me put like a delay throw on a vocal or something they're like amazed by it you know um they think it's really interesting because they don't that's not their world and it's they get to see how it's put together and that is like priceless you know and you know you're doing it for free it's like on youtube you know they can just go tune in so yeah i think it's really super important for artists just open up i was thinking that to myself yesterday because really i'm not going person anyways you know i just i do like to be a little more private about my life but you know, back in the day, you used to be able to be the mystique about it and all that stuff. You know, now it's like, no, they don't want, they want to know. If you're not showing them, they don't care. They'll move on. You know, yeah. the next one. But uh, but that being said, yesterday I was really thinking to myself. I was like, so what is this? Like, this is what it is. You know, like just show them what's up. Like you bust your ass. Like just, just do it. You know, like I, I literally was like, yesterday was the first time like I showed like driving to downtown LA what I do. Go pick up the hat. I'm gonna I'm gonna get some merch today. I'm gonna go pick up the CDs that I got duplicated today. I'm doing all that. We're leaving, you know? We're almost out of here. Yeah, yeah. It's not and a long tour, but got to get ready, you know? Yeah, and, that, and that's something that, like, you know, the private life is one thing. You're in control of all of this, but like, it's it's all how much you want to show that. You don't ever have to show your kids. You don't have to show you nothing like that. But when it comes to the the band stuff, the behind the scenes stuff that that you're doing for the band, like, like you could go live, you know, walking around and getting your getting your hats and stuff, like you're saying, like people would, just for 20 minutes, you know, whatever. And it's just something like that, and just kind of do it more more often. And, um, I think you're gonna see a lot more return with people, you know, checking it out and getting follows and all that. Yeah, I'm definitely going to try to do what you said as far as doing it um, um, like at a specific time, once a week. Mm-hmm. That's smart. Like, create your own channel time. You know? If they know about it, they build that time, and that's it, right? Yeah. I mean, you just you, – you start you start from nothing, and you just build it up, and don't expect it to be – you know, like with my YouTube channel, I didn't expect anything. I'm just like um, – I got right under 1,600 subscribes right now, and that's great. Like – cool you know it took a long time to get there but uh it's you can't like i'm not bummed about like i don't have i don't have five thousand subscribers and eh, you know not, no just just keep building and don't be concerned with the money or the followers or anything just keep doing what you're doing and eventually you, you just things just start kind of piling up and snowballing you know yeah yeah in, in a good way and it's just, it, it, exactly it becomes, it becomes like you know like a way of life i don't even like to call it work because I don't think it's me. It's not work. I love this. You know? It's not work. Like, I tell my, I tell my girl all the time. Like, she's so, she's, you know, she's beautiful. When I first met her, I, I only thank you. So 
a little bit, you know. So I had my sense that I was more at home running a business. And uh, that's what made me get into wanting to run my own business as far as bad teaching you know, because I ran my first LLC, uh, Mutual Benefit Nonprofit, you know. And I was like, hmm, like, I how come we didn't do this when I was in the event, you know? Like, I had someone else do all this stuff. I started kind of wondering what, you know, I started wanting to go this route. But getting back to the same, my lady, uh, you know, I told her, hey, I'm usually not this, not this, you know? Like, usually I'm not, like, where I can just chill and be at home all day and think about this, go do, like, a nine-to-five type thing, because that's what it was. I was opening my dispensary in the morning, you know, checking out my bud tenders, doing all the deal, and then, uh, you know, coming home for a little bit, chilling, but I wasn't really traveling and touring. I was doing little one-off shows, but it's not like I'm doing now, you know, and trying to go hard. And now that I am, she's like, she doesn't understand the kind of because she's not used to it. I'm like, I feel bad. I'm like, damn, I'm sorry. I, I hope you don't think I try to trick you into this life. <laughs> but, but this is what I created like 20 years ago. You know? Yeah, it's it's a it's a rough life for the uh, significant others and and the, and the kids and all that. And um, you know, they they sort of marry into it. And you know, it's like for me, it's just been. Just how it is and it's 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 how i pay it's our a bills. way of life yeah yeah it's a way of life yeah. and um my kids live a pretty good life considering you know we're not rich but you know we're not in the gutter either you know and uh yeah and you're doing what you love bro yeah and you're spreading positivity and that's fucking priceless it is priceless you know and you're inspiring people you inspire me how it's straight up bro and i've seen you go through the ups and downs of this you know of your old management label that didn't really do shit yeah you gotta be uh you gotta be like i said you gotta be hands-on and you just gotta keep moving and like you know the band isn't it's not just the band anymore like i've I've been able to do these other things like the pod and the youtube channel and other things and uh i don't know like i said you're in control of your destiny and i just feel like i have all these things that i want to do and it was just a matter of me going okay i'm gonna i'm just gonna do it you know yeah exactly Exactly. You don't that's, have to ask that's where I'm at right now, even, you know? I'm, yeah. That's where I'm at right now, too. Like, I don't really want to manage my band, you know? <laughs> I don't kind of have to. But you have to, um, right? You know, yeah, you have to. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you wish that someone would step up to play, and those people, those, those bands that have that person, that really is, like, for instance, I, I just put them out there again, too, like that, like, Fortunate Youth, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, Jared Sagawa does a lot for those guys, bro. Like, he really does, you know? Like, he deserves a kudos and pat on the back and a hug every day for that shit. He, he does run social media. He helps handle everything. Their merch. I mean, he is a beast, bro. And they're so fortunate to have someone that is a, you know, that, that's passionate about their art too. You know, mm-hmm. it's like part of the band type of thing, but doesn't play and does all the all the hard shit that nobody even sees. Yeah, it, you know, the, when he does you everything ha- that you and I do for them. Yeah, when you have a strong back end, you know, when there's somebody. In, in the shadows, keeping things organized and running, that's that's huge, you know? Yeah. And, and if it's not, you know, if it's not anybody else, it's got to be you, you know, for the time being. Yeah, exactly. I mean, on every aspect, you know? Yeah. But I just can't. I don't have the budget to have all the people that I need, you know what I mean? That's just the reality of it. Yeah. But, um, but that being said, I never took advantage of like the online thing until recently. I've only been doing it for like four months. So I'm like, man, what an idiot. Like, even as a band back in the day, we only had it for like a couple of years back in the day. And then, you know, whenever it fell apart, it just fell apart, you know. But that's my that's my tour support right there, baby. Yeah. 
it's, yeah. it's a learning process the whole time. Just when you yeah. think you know something, shit changes. And you can never think that you know everything and you've got it locked because it's constantly moving and changing. And, you know, the social stuff, you know, Instagram and YouTube and all that, like, it's so important, especially now. And it has been for a while. But I took our the band's YouTube channel for granted for years. Like, I never... I mean, we could have had so much more going on over there, but I just kind of just let it, you know, flounder. And we throw well, out that's videos. Something is, that's something that you're turning me on to right now, too, because I do have control of it. I don't even do anything with it very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have, like, I think, like, 5,000 subscribers. Yeah. I mean, you should and be like, putting out your tour recaps every day, have a recap from the shows and throw it up there, you know? And then make sure, like, I know if I go back in, in the band's uh, YouTube channel, and look at the comments from the last, I don't know, 15 or 18 years of having you, or however long we've had it, um, that there's gonna, I'm gonna see nothing but empty comments that aren't replied to, and it's gonna make me sick, because you have to reply to every comment, you know? Yeah. And, well, what about those ones that Facebook hides? What's that? You ever got those comments or those messages that Facebook hides, and I know where like five years later it shows you some shit, you're like, what the hell? Yeah. How about I didn't see this back then? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's rough, man. And, you know, it just I didn't think to do it. And I didn't think you two would be anything. You know, I didn't have the foresight to see what it could do. And um, it was just there because we were supposed to have one. And now it's like, okay, like it's I realize how important it is and what a great tool it is. So, you know, you just have to use we have these free tools in our pocket all day long, this production studio. and You have to use it, you know. Yeah, exactly. That's for sure the thing. That's what I'm for sure. I'm feeling that more than ever. Like, honestly, thank the Lord, the heavens, the gods, whatever you want to call it, the energy for creating this iPhone. Yeah. Thank you, you Steve know, Jobs. It's like, yeah, yeah. Our Lord and Savior, make, Steve Jobs. <laughs> if, if, if you can't make any money right now, then you're just not trying. You know, really. I mean, obviously, there's some circumstances, but paying with it to get a smartphone, which a lot of people are nowadays, even people that are, you know, homeless, they're giving them smartphones and stuff. Programs for that. That's that's why I don't. That's why I'm trying to be, um, you know, trying to get this message out. That like, a lot of people don't think they can do it. A lot of people don't believe it. They don't even realize what they're capable of. You know. Uh, yeah. And so they just they just don't they don't try and. My point is like, yeah, dude, you've got this phone. It can do anything. You film yourself playing an acoustic guitar, film yourself cooking, film yourself yep. painting or whatever it is that you do to get away from that shit job that you hate, you know? And if you love your job and you're happy, then you've won. You don't need to do this. But if you hate your like yeah. your job and your situation, you can totally change it. You just have to use the tools that are given to you, you know? I mean, there's ways to get by no matter what nowadays. You cannot say, yeah, you, know, you cannot say that, yeah, you cannot say that you're, you know, I, I just can't get a job. Nah, don't say that shit. There, I don't want to get none of that shit. There's definitely ways, and I think, I think there, there are definitely people that are just lazy, but I think there are people, there are a lot of people that just don't realize the potential. They don't realize that they can do that. They don't, you know, um, it's just. Uh, I'm I'm thankful for the life that I have and um, you know being able to do what I what I love. So yeah, one hundred percent, dude. One hundred percent. I do it well too. So everybody can check out the band. Uh, 
what is it? LABadSeeds.com. LABadSeeds.com, yeah. Like that. Nice. Um, and then uh, w- what's your Instagram again? Yeah, so it's just Tomorrow's Bad Seeds uh, on Instagram. And then uh, Tomorrow's Bad Seeds uh, on uh, on Facebook. And then TMR Bad Seeds on Twitter. And uh, you're Mr. Bad Seed? Mr. M-I-S-T-A. Mr. M-I-S-T-A. Mr. Bad Seed. Yeah, but I don't know. I might be changing my and trying to do some solo stuff under Papa Moy. Oh, there you go. My uncle's been calling me that since I was, my uncle introduced me to reggae. He got me my first reggae CD was Steel Pulse. Because that's who really got me into reggae was Steel Pulse. Oh, but then cool. Sublime made me want to start a band. You know? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But uh, he always called me Papa Moy since I was young. And he's the one who got me into surfing. And if it wasn't for him, I might have gone down the more, like, you know, hood vibe life, you know? Because yeah. my mom was one foot on the beach and one foot on the streets. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Life is the mission, love is the message type stuff. Yeah, you're out there in Hermosa, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Hermosa. I live in Torrance now, but my family's from Manhattan, Hermosa. But my dad's from like the streets of Mexico City. Wow. But uh, you know, yeah, my dad kidnapped me when I was five. Took me to Mexico till I was ten. Holy shit! Really? My mom's white. My dad's Mexican. He straight came to my school looking different. He used to have long hair and a full-on facial hair. And then he, and then he, uh, my mom just walked by and said, "Don't talk about that shit." <laughs> <laughs> But because uh, you know we take care of moms over here. But um, I got the full house. But uh, she, uh, um, he had long hair and he shaved his head and cut his whole mustache. And I was five years old, bro. And I remember him coming to school and picking us up, and then being like, "Your dad's here to pick you up." And I looked at this man. I'm like, "That ain't my dad." Whoa! <laughs> I'll never forget because like that's where my that's where I remember my life from as a little kid, like literally from being taken. You know? Wow, that is like heavy. Like we drove to TJ. Got in a, uh, uh, we drove got in a, in, a, in a Volkswagen bus. Drove to TJ. Crossed the border, got in a plane and flew to Mexico City, and I didn't see my mom for like four years. Wow. Or three years. Then she came to visit us for one year and then worked things out. But the way she found out we were back home was we were up in San Luis Obispo, and the school called and said, hey, your kids have been missing school. And she said, my kids don't live here. My kids are in Mexico. Because by then, you know, obviously, you know, my dad took us. And it wasn't like a crazy thing, but it was. But, he, you know, we were going to come back, obviously. But, you know, he did take us, but she knew where we were and everything, you know. She didn't want him to do to take us, you know, obviously, but fucking he did. Wow, man. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and so, yeah, but, uh, when she found out, she came up, to, she drove, there's about, you know, three hours from LA. She drove up from Manhattan Beach down to San Luis Obispo and picked us up, dude. And that's how we got reconnected with my mom. Man, that's heavy. <laughs> yeah, you got a heavy story too, though. I know all about yours. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why, that's why you're such a beautiful soul, dude. We all have a story. Yeah, you're the man, dude. I really appreciate this conversation and talk. I know we're trying to sign off, but I wanted to leave you with some real shit before we left, too. Go for it. But uh, I know I was saying, you know, I love you, man. I really do, and I appreciate everything you're doing, and I love that you're winning, and I want you to keep keep winning. If you ever have a need for us on tour, I'm there, you know? I'm pretty much self-sustainable. I can make it happen, you know what I mean? I'd love to tour with you. Like I said, we got things planned for... uh, July, at least to be out in that area, you know, I know what you got going on. I, I also am hoping to get on a big tour one of these days with somebody like Iration or Rev or Stupid, some of the homies, you know, mm-hmm. but that hasn't happened, you know, so I'm just going to keep going, baby. But if you need have a need or anything, if you have a need or anything, let me know, man. I want to be there. I want to do it, and I, I respect you, and I love you, man. Thank yeah, you for the dude, talk. Absolutely, man. Thanks for coming on the show, and uh, keep keep fucking grinding, man. Keep Keep the drive, and... You know, just don't stop, man. Keep doing what you love. And uh, yeah, it's all going to come out in the wash, you know? 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Awesome, man. Well, uh, exactly. Have a great day and uh, get back to the family. And uh, yeah, once again, thanks, thanks for coming on the show, man. You too, brother. All right, dude. Later. Later. All right, there you have it. Uh, Moy Juarez, Tomorrow's Bad Seeds. Thanks for coming on, dude. Um, always a pleasure. I love talking to, uh, to friends that, you know, we've been on tour with in the past and it's just fun to share stories and everything. So, and, uh, you know, you just, you just hear everybody's story is, is different, but it's, you know, there's a lot of fundamental things there, like just things that just common stuff. And, uh, you know, everybody goes through the, the hardships and, um, you know, there's lineup changes and there's, uh, all kinds of problems that can come up, but it's all about how you handle it. It's about perseverance and staying driven and staying focused and, um, you know, keeping your eyes on the prize. So everybody, thanks for listening. This is Tales from the Green Room. I am Howie Spangler. Give me a follow on Instagram, Howie Spangler. Get my YouTube channel, Howie Spangler as well. And uh, come see us on the Cyration Tour this month, ballyhoorocks.com. Grab tickets. We'll see you there. Thanks a lot.